Are you a mom launching kids into adulthood? If so, you need to know about my Empty Nest Mom Retreat. It is the gathering for moms who have at least one child over the age of 18 or who have launched them all and have a full empty nest. September 27th through the 29th are the dates, and Cedar Lake Retreat Center in Cedar Lake, Indiana is the place. You can fly into Chicago airports and drive to Cedar Lake in a little over an hour. Come join me. Best value registration is available through May 27th, and space is limited to just 100 moms, so don't delay. Check out jillsavage.org slash retreat to register today. Now, after that, that's when we have Psalm 51. That's what broke it. It was the story, not the facts. It was the story that broke him that he realized the magnitude of what he did and what he couldn't undo. You're listening to the No More Perfect Podcast, where we talk about strengthening the relationships that mean the most to you. I'm Jill Savage, and I live in normal Illinois. I'm committed to talking honestly about the messy, less than perfect, but normal stuff of life. I'm so glad you've joined me. Hello, friends, and welcome back to the No More Perfect Podcast. So today, Mark and I are coming to you with just a short little episode, but on the power of fiction on our faith. Right. Uh, We both uh, are readers, and fiction has played an important role in our faith. It has. And so... You know, I I'd really honestly not thought about it until I recently had a conversation with someone about the impact that fiction had made on their life. And I got to thinking about it for myself and I was like, gosh, fiction mm. has really had an impact on my right. life. Yeah, mine as well. And um Christian fiction. So let's make sure that we are because fiction can have an impact on your life. But if it's not Christian fiction, it can have a negative impact on your life. Well, uh, it it can uh, feed unrealistic expectations or feed idealism. Right. Uh, And it can make you feel good. But uh, Jill and I have found that Christian fiction really can give you a vision for your own life beyond the actual writing of of the book. Right. Because in Christian fiction, we see how faith is lived out. Yeah. That's really what we see. Mm -hmm. And one of the first books that comes to my mind about with Christian fiction is um, Frank Peretti's This Present Darkness and Piercing the Darkness. Right. It was such a challenging book, such a good, I mean, in a good way, such a, a good book at giving us a vision for prayer for the, the spiritual the spiritual battle all of that yeah that was ab- i mean i can truly say that those two fiction books transformed my prayer life yeah because mm-hmm. i saw what happened in the spiritual world when i prayed yeah. and so that was so very powerful another book uh, redeeming love by francine rivers i read that i've actually read that two or three times and it just gave impacting vision of love and what genuine, healthy, God-centered love is. 
Mm-hmm. And that book is a modern retelling of the book of Hosea in the mm-hmm. Bible. Mm-hmm. And it really is a powerful, powerful book. Right. Um, highly recommend. If you've never read Redeeming Love by Francine Rivers, highly recommend it. And the movie's coming out. Right. At some point, or actually probably by the time that this episode airs, I think the movie will have been out. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm excited to to see that. Uh, another one that has been huge for me is Karen Kingsbury. I really enjoy her fiction books and just seeing how faith is lived out in the lives of her characters. Yeah. Another book that was incredibly bar- powerful for me is The Confessions of Adam by David Marsh. Uh, David is a new author mm-hmm. and a masterful storyteller. Oh, such a great job at capturing Father God's heart in creation and his relationship with Adam. Uh, excellent, excellent, excellent book. Yeah. We both loved The Shack. Oh, yes. Very yeah. powerful book about brokenness mm-hmm. and redemption, Um, and how God goes out of his way to reach into our lives to redeem us and to rescue us. Yeah. And how the Trinity works together. Yeah. How the Trinity, God, Spirit, Holy Spirit, and Jesus work together. Yeah. Such a powerful, powerful picture of that. I loved the book. That is one that I actually loved the movie of as well. Right. Right. Um, because uh, the movie was um, so very powerful as yeah. well. And a lot of times you don't feel that way. It's like, oh, the movie ruined the book for me. And right. I feel like they both stood right. very well. Yeah. Uh, another author and series of books that really uh, was quite impacting. It gave me a vision for Jill and I working together by the author Bill Meyer, M E Y. ER, and it's the Fire of Heaven trilogy. Hmm. And uh, I highly recommend it. Very powerful. You know, just thinking, um, I don't have specific books, but some of the authors that I personally have loved is Lynn Austin, um, Tamara Alexander, and Beverly Lewis. Like, if I pick up anything by those three authors, I know it's going to usually mm-hmm. be a home run. It's going to be a quality book and it's going to challenge me mm-hmm. in my faith. Right. Yeah. I recently had a conversation. In fact, it uh, happened after the very last podcast episode. I had a conversation with Tim Shoemaker. Uh, I, in the, in the last podcast episode, Tim uh, did a, a fabulous job of talking about I think his book is the very best kind of dangerous hands-on family devotions. Um, Mm. It was such a fun podcast episode. If you haven't listened to it, make sure you do. But Tim is also a fiction writer and he's a firm believer in the impact of fiction on our kids' hearts and our grandkids' hearts. And he's written a couple of fiction books for teenagers and Uh, Tim and I had a brief conversation after the uh, podcast episode that I went ahead and hit record on. And I want to share just a little bit of that because he taught me something about why 
why fiction is powerful for our faith. Listen in. So Tim, you joined me in a previous podcast episode, and we talked about your book, The Very Best Hands-On Kind of Dangerous Family Devotions. Uh, What a blast that episode was, and we'll make sure and put a link to that in the show notes. But today, we're going to talk just briefly about the impact that fiction plays in our spiritual life, and, and especially in the spiritual life of our kids. And you have a real... Um, you have a real passion for that. So talk to us a little bit about why you think that fiction is so important for our spiritual journeys. Oh, I, I love that topic. Uh, and so, yeah, it's really important. You think about nonfiction, uh, typically mm-hmm. a nonfiction book or like a textbook, you know, somebody has done terrific research and they've gotten a lot of facts and they've tried to put it together in the most logical order. And what they're trying to do is they're trying to, you know, get that in your head. And they hope that they make such a great case that some of it goes from your head to your heart and you adopt it and it becomes part of your belief system and uh, the way you operate from that point. Mm-hmm. So that's that's great. And so, but only some of it's going to make it down to your heart. And that is assuming that some does. Now, fiction is totally different. You know, when you're writing fiction, you're still doing facts, you're doing research, you're doing all these different things, but you're conveying it through a story. Mm. You see, and if the reader likes the story, well, if they don't like the story, they're not going to keep reading. So it's immaterial. But if they like the story, they like the characters, it's resonating with them. Guess what? They're taking that in through their heart. And so whatever the lessons are that you're trying to get across, you don't have to worry about it getting from their head to their heart. It's already there. Mm. And so you can teach these deep, deep truths in a way that nothing else can. And and if I can give you just one biblical example real quick. um, Mm -hmm. Yes. Might reinforce that. Think about King David. You know, he totally messed up. He has uh, Uriah killed. He's messed up with Bathsheba, you know, he knows he's wrong, but guess what? He's functioning. He's still doing his kingly stuff. Okay. He's still going through with it. And so God sends the prophet Nathan to him with a story. And he says, you know, there was a man who had a lamb, just this one lamb, and he loved it. And he brought it up from a little baby and he, and he slept with it and all this kind of stuff. And then there was this rich man, lots of, lots of sheep he had, but he had some guests come over. And uh, he didn't want to kill one of his own lambs for the guest. So he took this man's lamb and he slaughtered it. And mm-hmm. David was livid, right? He was like, that man is going to pay. And Nathan hits the, the, great, the great punchline. You're the man. And it... Now, now, after that, that's when we have Psalm 51. That's what broke him. It was the story, not the facts. It was the story that broke him, that he realized the magnitude of what he did and what he couldn't undo. Wow. Yeah. So story is so huge. Jill, we learn wisdom through experiences, and we can learn through the experiences of others. Yes as well as our own. And so if we put together a story, and I mean clean, not hokey fiction, mm-hmm. good, clean fiction that that is real and doesn't write down to our kids, we can get across these truths 
to them in a way that they never could before. They they experience the good and the bad decisions the characters make, and the characters are going to figure it out in the end. And guess what? Your reader has also gained the same wisdom that the character did, and that mm. becomes their life. It's huge. It's huge. Yes. So this is the value of Christian fiction. You know, mm-hmm. um, our library has a huge Christian fiction section, but I'm guessing that a lot of people don't even know that Christian fiction exists and they need to. Um, and you are not only a nonfiction writer writing books like the very best hands-on kind of dangerous family devotions, but you also are a fiction writer and you have some, written some fiction, particularly for teenagers. Is that correct? Right, right. Yeah. The, um, uh, the 12 to 14 age, uh, is real or 12 and up, I should say is, is huge. And even some a little bit younger, there's the code of silence series, which is, um, really 10, 11, 12 and up there's, um, easy target, a standalone, which is out with focus on the family in Tyndale, okay. um, for that 12 and up escape from the Everglades, a new series that's starting there. Uh, again, for that 12 and up with uh, focus on the family in Tyndale. So kids are smart. Yes. There's so many times that, uh, like when I'm instructing writers, you know, I'll talk to them about, remember your reader is smart. They're smarter than you in technology. I guarantee you that. But what they lack, they lack experience. They lack wisdom. And so they make dumb mistakes, but don't think that they're dumb. They're just making dumb mistakes. And so we don't write down to them. Mm. And that makes a difference. Uh, because if you think of them as kids, if I have a writer saying I'm writing for kids, you know, that are, you know, 12, 13, 14 years old, I'm like, okay, hold on, we got to stop right there. As soon as you think of them as kids, I can guarantee you, you're going to take on a parental tone, you're going to write down to them, and they're not going to be able to put their finger on it, but they're not going to like your writing. So if you've got some good truth to get across, we've got to write to them in a way where we know that they're smart. I love that. Yes, that's wise. So I'm curious, can you think of a fiction book that you've read that affected your spiritual journey? Mm. Just before we, we came on, you were talking about Frank Peretti's uh, yes. darkness and this present darkness. That was huge. That was yes. huge for me and my wife. Uh, you know, when we read when we read those and, and of course, you know, there would be others. But I remember that being a just a real turning point that opened me back up to the world of Christian fiction. I think it was Frank Peretti's uh, that did that. Mm. I just heard him at a, a conference uh, some months ago. It was really, really special to talk with him. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, for the for me, when I read those books, This Present Darkness and Piercing the Darkness, and we'll include links to all of these books that have been mentioned in this episode, um, as well as um, any other books that uh, have been impactful in my life or my husband's life. But for me, they transformed my prayer life. And mm-hmm. when I say transformed, I mean transformed because those books painted a picture of the spiritual world that we can't see, but that's operating behind the scenes. And we read in the Bible about that. But when I was able to see it through that fiction um, picture and story, I began to realize the impact of my prayers. And because he kind of showed like kind you know an imaginative of what it's mm-hmm. like when we pray and what that what happens in the spiritual world and that was so powerful i can truly say that that fiction book those fiction books transformed 
my prayer life. And that's what we're talking about here, right? With our kids. Stories give us hope. They give us direction. They give us wisdom. They give us perspective. They warn us. They protect us. They make us brave. They motivate us to action. They heal us. They convict us. Um, They do so many different, uh, you know, great things. And for some of us, you know, in a family, generally there's going to be at least one or more that aren't readers or reading is a struggle for them. When we read aloud to the kids, you know, you talk about books that made a difference. Um, Frank Prettyhead books for kids as well, as did Lee Roddy and others where I would read these books to our boys as they were um, growing up every once in a while. Okay, dad's got this book. Uh, I'm going to read it to you. And we read a little bit at nighttime. And I'm telling you, that was just magic. You know, when you see the kids drop into story world and you're experiencing this with them, it's so much different than watching a movie together or something like that. It's just It's just great. Mm, So very, very important. So as you're thinking about encouraging your kids to read, um, as you're thinking about teaching them and transforming uh, transformative principles, don't neglect fiction. Thanks for joining me, Tim. Happy to be here, Jill. You know, Mark, I absolutely loved what Tim said about the fact that when we read nonfiction, it goes into our head and we hope that some of it makes its way to our heart. Mm, yes. But when we read fiction, it goes straight to our heart. Mm. The impact of that goes straight to our heart. Mm-hmm. That is so very powerful. Mm-hmm. And that's why fiction is so powerful. Right. Yes. I hadn't thought of that before. And he made a a great point of that. Mm -hmm. So if you haven't considered the importance of fiction uh, being important for your faith, Christian fiction being important for your faith, we hope that we've inspired you to think about picking up a Christian fiction book and strengthening and growing your faith. Thanks for joining me today on the No More Perfect Podcast. If you haven't already, make sure you subscribe and follow so you don't miss any future conversations. You can find the show notes and links to anything we talked about over on jillsavage.org slash podcast. I hang out on Facebook and Instagram and would love to connect with you there. You can find me under the name jillsavage.author. One more thing, we have three free ebooks that we'd love to give you. You can find them at jillsavage.org slash free. See you next week where we'll have another conversation about the real stuff of life and relationships.